it is told that the lion of the tribe of Judah is going to be the one that can open this book. And now we have a lamb. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and you're listening to In Grace. Welcome to our program, and today we're going to continue our study of the book of Revelation in our series, Armageddon's Dawn. I have, since I was a kid, felt like we were almost to the end times, the last days. The The tribulation period was just around the corner. The, the rapture of the churches just could be any moment. And, and listen, I've lived for 53 years now, and Jesus hasn't returned yet. But he is coming back, and he is closer today. His return is much closer today than it was when I was five. And so I know he's coming back, and I think it could be at any moment. And I think we all had better be prepared and looking for the lion of the tribe of Judah, the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth, the Lord Jesus Christ. How can he be the lion, the lamb, and the Lord? Well, that's the beauty of God. He can do all of those things, and he is all of those things. Uh, So I really think something that will help you get more out of this series is having a prophecy chart in front of you. We have an Armageddon's Dawn prophecy chart. We can mail you a copy or you can download it either to print or just to have on your smart device. And you can find that at our website, ingraceradio.com. That's ingraceradio.com. You can also call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, one 800 Seven eight grace. My dad used to say, "That's the unforgettable number." Now you can't forget it. One eight hundred seven eight grace. And this is free. We want to equip you. We want you to be a better student of the Word of God and Bible prophecy. So call us today. One eight hundred seven eight grace, or go to our website ingraceradio.com. We're going to be starting today halfway through a message that we started yesterday. You might want to go back to listen for that either on the podcast. You can get that anywhere you get podcasts, or go to our website ingraceradio.com. But I'm going to be talking about a prophecy from Jacob, whose name is changed to Israel about his son Judah and how all of this ties together with Jesus and the end times. Look at verse 9. This is Jacob, or Israel, as his name had been changed to, very old, well over 100 years old. He is talking to his 12 sons that have gathered around him as he's about to die. And he speaks this prophecy of one of his sons, Judah. He says this, Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He crouched as a lion and as an old lion. Who shall rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah. What is the scepter? It is the rod of authority that a king holds. When a king holds the scepter, it is a symbol of power and the right to rule. And Judah, a descendant of Judah, will hold that scepter and that will not depart 
out of Judah. You know what's interesting? The first king of Israel was of Benjamin. That was Saul. And then God told Samuel to choose the youngest son of Jesse, who was David, who was a descendant of Judah. So we have this scepter not departing from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until, now this is really interesting, Shiloh. Now you know that our film team, my wife and I, had just been to Israel and we digged at a place called Shiloh. And that's where worship was centered in the early history of Israel. And eventually, that transferred over to Jerusalem. And that is when a descendant of David, Solomon, built the first temple in Jerusalem. But this is not what this Shiloh is. Obviously, it's the same English word. But this is a mysterious word, and it's hard for commentators to come up to a conclusion of the meaning of this, but Jews and Christians agree that this word Shiloh is in reference to the Messiah. This is a messianic prediction. That, In other words, someone has said the, the word Shiloh means to whom the scepter is given. So this Messiah, this future promised Messiah that the Old Testament is speaking of over and over and over again is going to come from Judah. And we know also from Jesse and from David. The scepter won't depart from Shiloh when he comes. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. The lion. And if you'll remember when we talked about the camps of Israel around the tabernacle before they got into the land of Israel, the largest tribe was Judah. And his banner was of a lion. A lion! Why is, we believe, Jesus referred to as a lion? The lion, everyone recognizes, is the king. But why? The lion isn't the biggest animal. He's actually not the smartest animal, not the fastest animal, not the most beautiful animal, not the tallest animal. Why is the lion so feared? Whenever the lion shows up, all the animals flee. Why? Because the lion believes he has the right to rule. That is why the lion is so fierce and so feared in the jungles. The lion is king because of who he is. Now let's refer to Jesus as the lion. The Lord Jesus has the right to rule because he has fulfilled all of these predictions. And he's the only one that can open this book. Let's go back to Revelation chapter 5, verse 6. And behold, and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, here he is, stood a lamb. A lamb? Wait a second. We were just told that the lion of the tribe of Judah is going to be the one that can open 
this book, and now we have a lamb? A lamb? As it had been slain? A lamb, that's, a lamb that still has the marks and maybe the, the blood stains of being killed? You, you cannot get as opposite of a lion as a lamb. I mean, wouldn't we all say the lamb is the meekest, the weakest, the cutest animal? Think about the pageant that happens right here on this stage every Christmas. The lamb steals the show. Beautiful, cute, white, innocent. It has that bleat. <laughs> and every time that bleat happens, the whole audience chuckles and, and laughs and the kids say, "Ah." Now, I know the camel really steals the show, but what steals the heart is that little lamb. That little lamb, so innocent. You cannot have a different contrast, can you? A lion and a lamb. And the Bible tells us that Jesus is both. Now, this is incredible. This lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God set forth into all the earth. What in the world? A lamb that has seven horns? Well, what does a horn represent? A horn is symbolic of power. And the Bible says that Jesus is God. So therefore, he would be all-powerful. He has complete power. He is omnipotent. And the seven eyes, well, the seven eyes are symbolic of complete knowledge. And Jesus is omniscient. So this lamb seems weak and meek and helpless, but because he came to be a sacrifice, he has complete power and complete knowledge, and he can be the lion, because he came as a lamb. Exodus 12, verse 3, tells us about the lamb and the Passover, and they were ready to leave Egypt, and God told Moses to have each family choose a lamb, a cute, innocent lamb, and take it and kill it and put the blood over the doorpost of the house. And everyone within that house was saved as the angel of death swept through Egypt. And so Jesus, if he's the lamb, so is he the one who came and poured out his blood. And every person that has applied the blood of Christ over their life is saved from the angel of the second death. In other words, you, if you've applied that blood of that lamb, the lamb of God, Jesus, to your life by faith, by trusting in him, you will not face hell. Isn't that an incredible picture? We also find that uh, in Isaiah 53, it predicts that, that the Messiah, and everyone says Isaiah 53 is about the Messiah. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, verse seven, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. Most people thought, and, and Jewish people thought, that the Messiah was gonna come as the lion and tear up the enemies of Israel and set up his kingdom. But they missed this. They missed that first he was going to come 
as a lamb, and by coming as a sacrifice, by coming as a redeemer, he would therefore be qualified to be the ruler, to be the lion. First time he came as a lamb. You know, they say march in like a lion or in like a lamb, out like a lion. Well, Jesus came in like a lamb and he will go out like a lion. If you want to learn more about the Bible's end time prophecies, In Grace and Pastor Jim Scudder have great resources that will help you. First, we have a large prophecy chart that we will send you absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, you'll also receive our eight-part video series, Armageddon's Dawn, filmed in Israel. This series will give you a visual experience that will transport you to the very places mentioned in Revelation. We also would like to send you Pastor Jim's entire 43-sermon audio series, Armageddon's Dawn, on CD or MP3 for gifts of $30. Don't miss out on this opportunity to enrich your understanding of biblical prophecy. Contact In Grace today at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Get your free prophecy chart and unlock the secrets of the end times today. And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. You know, a lot of denominations have went through their songs and they took the blood out because they said it was offensive. It was gory. Well, you can't have that hymnal in heaven then because this song contains the blood of the Lamb. How foolish are we sometimes? It is so beautiful. It is so wonderful. This new song that is sung in heaven. I love that it also talks about all kindreds, all tongues, all people, and all nations. You cannot get as opposite to English as some of the Asian languages. When I travel, I can get by kind of as long as it's Latin letters. I can see sometimes the word and I can recognize the word and I can limp through it. But once you go to a country that has characters that aren't Latin letters, it's over. I have no idea what is going on. And you know what? Who who invented languages? Who invented all of this? Of course, it is God. The Bible speaks of it in Genesis the Tower of Babel, the invention of these languages. And all the people of all the world, the blood was shed for all of them. Some people have studied Chinese, and they've noticed something. They've noticed certain words in Chinese, certain characters have their roots in the book of Genesis. Now, this seems odd at first until you think about how this could be. You have all people, not that long between Babel was the flood and the ark, so you have all people coming from Noah and his sons, 
repopulating the earth, not spreading out like God says. You have this Tower of Babel. We're going to build our empire. We're going to reach up to God. We don't need God. And God says, yes, you do, and change the languages. You lean over to ask the guy for a hammer, and you're speaking just some gibberish. And it just was confusion, babble, right? And then everyone finally dispersed as God said. And those that settled in the region of China had this knowledge. They had the, the, the basis. And there are a lot of words that are combined that go back to the story in Genesis. And one that I want to bring to you today as we close is really incredible. The character that you see right here is the character for Lamb. The next one. This is the Chinese character for myself or me. So if I wanted to say me or myself, this is the character for that. Now, if you take lamb and me and you put the lamb over me, this forms another word. This word, lamb over me, in Chinese, is righteousness. So if you wanted to say righteousness in Chinese characters, you would write the symbol for lamb over me. This, to me, is incredible. Because that's exactly what Revelation chapter 5 tells us. We had better be afraid of God's judgment, of the roar of the lion. We had better be afraid. And the only safe place to be when God's judgment falls is where God's judgment has already fallen. Where has God's judgment already fallen? On the cross, on the Son, on the Lamb. God poured out his anger, his wrath for our sins upon his Son, the perfect Lamb, innocent, meek, lowly. He could have called 10,000 angels. He's all-powerful, the seven horns. But he died alone for you and for me. So if you want to avoid the wrath, the roar of the lion, you had better have found Jesus at the cross. He came to redeem you. He is coming again to be the ruler. Jesus came as a lamb so that you and I don't have to fear him as a lion. And when he roars, if you know him, it'll be a roar that will bring confidence to your heart. And you will say, because he's right here, that roar doesn't scare me, but it'll scare all those that are coming against me. Can you imagine that? The power of God. Who is worthy? Who is worthy? They looked all over. Who is worthy? The lion? He is worthy. The lamb? He is worthy. The Lord? He is worthy. So the answer, who is worthy? The lamb, the lion, or the Lord? The answer is yes. Because Jesus is all. He is all in one. 
And it is because of him that I don't have to fear the judgments that are coming as the scroll is opened one seal at a time. Do you know him? Have you received by faith the Lord Jesus Christ? The Bible makes it very simple for you. He is the lamb. He said in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Perish is this idea of the second death, which is eternal hell. Everlasting life is in heaven with God forever. And we're going to go more into that and what it's going to be like in heaven. And, and some people say, well, I don't want to be bored. You will not be bored in heaven. I'll promise you that. The most exciting aspects of your life today, it'll be far greater than that. No, heaven is incredible. To be there with the line of the tribe of Judah, you have to have the lamb over you. In other words, the blood above the doorpost of your life. How do you do that? It says right here, believe, whosoever believeth in him. So how do you put that blood of the Lamb of God above your life? All you do is believe. You trust in Jesus, the Son of God, the Lamb of God that paid the price for your sin. You believe in him, the Bible says you will not perish but have everlasting life. Let's look at this verse. These verses, for by grace are you saved through faith. You know, that's the same word as believe. It's the same word in the Greek. One's a verb, one's a noun. Not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. So many people are trying to earn eternal life when it's not for sale. You can't buy it. Why? Because you don't have enough money. We're all broke. It, 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 it's so valuable. There's no amount of money or work we could do for it. So how can we be saved? It's through faith, not of ourselves. It's when we say, I, I can't do it. I put my trust in Jesus. I put that blood over the doorpost of my life. Then I receive the gift of God, that angel, that angel of death, of second death, will pass over me if the lamb is over you. In other words, if you have the righteousness of Jesus applied to your life. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. This is something that is free. It's not of us. It's all of Jesus. Have you ever in your life put your trust in him? Say, this really makes sense. I'm starting to understand it. I'm not asking you to understand the whole Bible. I'm just asking you to see from Scripture what we said today. Have you received the Lamb of God? And if you do that, you will not fear the Lion of the tribe of Judah. The most important thing is to know Jesus as the Lamb, to put your faith in Him who died for your sins and rose again. He's coming back as a lion. He's going to judge the world. But if you've trusted Him, the Lamb of God, that shed His blood for you, you don't have to fear the lion of the tribe of Judah. And if you need to talk to somebody about this, give us a call. We'd love to explain this more. Uh, there's people that will answer the phone, 1-800-78-GRACE, people that I trust and they know the Bible and they can help you with this. 1-800-78-GRACE. 
Also, let me encourage you to get our Armageddon's Dawn prophecy materials. We have a free prophecy chart. We've got a eight-part video series, a DVD or digital download that was filmed with myself teaching in Israel at the actual site these things are going to happen and interviewing some other really good Bible prophecy teachers. And we have a full 43-part audio series, Armageddon's Dawn, that will also help give you all the details of this incredible end times prediction of the book of Revelation and of the prophecies of the Bible. Contact us today to get these great resources. Call us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. Call now to Stand With Israel and get your free print. Or when you donate to InGrace, get the video series Discover Hidden Israel 5. And for those of you giving $150 or more, you will receive an exclusive, limited edition canvas print depicting the rebuilt Third Temple in Jerusalem. Join our mission to celebrate Israel and reach more people with the gospel. Call today at 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.